Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. So with me today, I have uh, two of the teammates from the Who Knew Podcast. Can you guys please introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell them, say hello and tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Josh Tabak. I'm in director in television animation, and I uh, am one of the co-hosts, I guess, of the <laughs> Who Knew podcast. Welcome. Hi, I'm Eugene, and I am uh, one of the members of the Who Knew podcast as well, and I guess I'm the one that you would call the executive producer. Well, welcome to the podcast. We're here at Gallifrey One 2020. So thank you so much for coming in so early and talking to us. Um, so one of my questions that I have for you guys is, first off, I just want to kind of um, introduce our listeners to what your podcast is. So like, how would you describe your podcast? What can people expect to listen to find there? Well, our podcast is different in that it's sometimes 10 no, eight, eight people, a roundtable discussion of one episode of the Doctor Who show. So it's bringing a bunch of different opinions and um, uh, viewpoints and seeing how we can all come together and like a show. And it's, I, I think of it as like extra commentary that you would find on like a DVD extra. Yeah, and the small little gimmick that we have is, uh, and the reason we're called the Who New Podcast, New N-E-W, is at the end of every episode we vote on if this episode is good for a new viewer, a new Who view, uh, I can't even say it, a new Who, we shouldn't have named it this, someone who's, I do this at every uh, episode, is it good for a new Who viewer, a casual viewer, a fan of the show, or a diehard? There you go. Um, so then we talk like is that, is this a good episode to show someone who's never seen Doctor Who before or if they're not a sci-fi sh- fan or something like that uh, so we go around that but that's something that happens at the end other than that um, we're just uh, varied personalities who uh, try to balance out talking um, about the show uh, Frank, Brian and Eugene write a summary so we go through the whole episode and as we go through, we stop every so often and comment on what we think about it and give our own opinions as well as uh, criticisms and insights. Uh, we have a lot of factual things about the filmmaking of the show as well. Yeah, so some of us are uh, in varying degrees in the entertainment industry or entertainment industry knowledge. So we come at it with uh, production background, developmental background, um, and some people have a like writing experience as well, or creative, ed- yeah, editing. So there's that, and just uh, fans of television. I really love that. Like, how do you balance all? Because eight to ten people is a is a lot, right? How do you balance? How do you give everybody the time? And like, how are you able to just kind of uh, make sure everybody is heard? Well, one of my jobs as the moderator of the episode and the show is to kind of figure that out. And if I, I sit at sort of the head of the table so I can see who wants to speak up. And if they haven't gotten their chance, then I'll flag everybody 
that that person gets to talk. And I think it's uh, we've been doing this for about three and a half years or so. And I think the the flow is that we just give people the time. Um, there isn't really I don't know how to put it, but there's just a way that we say our piece and then we move on. Also editing. <laughs> Eugene edits the episodes, so uh, if we tend to repeat ourselves or 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 just uh, if it's not as poignant uh, of something that we're saying, you know, we try to keep the show to what? Would you say an hour? So it's never too much. Uh, also. As I, I said a few minutes ago, we're all varying personalities, so none of us are really saying the same thing. I mean, every now and then we will, and then you'll edit it. Who, who said it better, I guess? Of course, I did. <laughs> um, but, um, so, most everyone will have a different take, um, whether it's more, uh, more of a social point of view, more of a woman's issue point of view, more of a sci-fi point of view, a writing point of view, an editing point of view, so... And I'll, every now and then, I'll, I'll be waiting to say something. Someone else will say it, so I won't say it. I, don't, I won't speak up just because I didn't get my, my moment. Um, and uh, we, it's, never, it's never ten people. Has it ever been? I think the most, maybe eight, because, yeah. because we, uh, um, we called in two people from out of state. Right, yeah, so it's usually, se- it's usually about seven. Um, yeah, it is. But when you listen to it, and I even when listened back and just sitting in the room, it doesn't feel like too much. So would you say that it's similar to hanging out here at Gallifrey One in the lobby with a bunch of friends and just having these discussions and talking about what you love? Yeah, because that's how this started, was uh, I was having conversations with my friends about Doctor Who, and I said, why am I having the same conversation multiple times? And then so I just gathered them together, and that was the first time they met. And then we just ran with the show as it was, and I was like, that's weird how this worked out without any like rehearsal or prep. And then from there, we kind of built into the comfortableness and the, the format of the show, and it just became stronger. So it was, maybe the commonality was people love the show as opposed to I have an agenda it's more of like I'm a fan and I'm sharing my fandom with other people so yes like being here at Gallifrey One but in a more intimate setting and Frank, Brian and Eugene are a little bit more the uber fans and they've watched the commentaries and even though I myself am a fan of listening to commentaries and things I don't have the Doctor Who DVDs so I'm not as privy to all the behind the scenes information so um, if I happen to have a question about production or whatever, they usually have an answer, or, or Eugene had it already had it in his notes that, that we were going to talk about it. So, uh, and Kelsey and Auburn, and sometimes Arlene and, and Heather, um, we're just fans. And so we're sort of enjoying finding out about things like, uh, like I just mentioned, from Frank, Brian, and Eugene. So we're also listening to the show in that regard. So it's not like we all have this vast knowledge that we're all trying to spout out all at the same time. Um, I actually I've told this anecdote to too many people, but I stopped taking notes when I watch the show now for the records because 
coming in with a whole bunch of things. I, I want to say these 10 things. Um, everyone else had 10 things to say. So I kind of, I make a point to watch the show close to the record so it's fresh in my mind. And then I just go to hang out with my friends and we talk about Doctor Who. And then I'll have, I'll, if I really wanted to mention something, I'll, I'll write it down. Because like, I, I usually make notes about filmmaking things or story stuff like that but um so i think that's also what balances us out as well we're not all trying to say the same thing and also it's good because it gives you like a genuine conversation versus feeling scripted or like hey we had to hit all these things in this episode which can make it feel a little bit like i don't know just planned, too, planned. too planned yeah absolutely that's the right word so um that's really cool so you said that you brought the whole group together um when did you where did you meet everybody how did you bring this group together eugene uh so josh here i met through a mutual friend when i was working at somewhere else and and then uh uh brian was my former former co-worker so that's how he introduced me to doctor who and then that's how we met Frank. And then uh, Kelsey and Auburn are friends from church. And so that's how I met them. And then, yeah, we just had... And Arlene is also from church. And and then Heather, we met at a Doctor Who trivia night. She was the host. And we said, you're cool. Would you like to come on our show? And it was a great addition. Before that, no, she did not. She listened to it after we met her. Um... And I think also, like uh, you mentioned, the organic quality of the conversation also comes from the editing, because a lot of our non-used audio is talking about like Disneyland. <laughs> so we could have a whole other podcast just on Disneyland tips and tricks. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, how did you guys individually come to Doctor Who? Like, what was it? Like, what's your Doctor Who origin story? Well, mine was uh, all the way with uh, Paul McGann, the 96 TV movie. And I was like, what is this? Remember hearing that? Yeah, that that was my first introduction to Doctor Who proper. Wow. But my first introduction to the modern Doctor Who was through Brian uh, with uh, Girl in the Fireplace. But back to um, the TV movie is when Sylvester McCoy regenerated into Paul McGann. I was like, what is this alien? That was so fascinating to me that death wasn't an issue. And then it just kept my interest, but it was hard to find at that time. Well, my first notion of Doctor Who was uh, Tom Baker on the cover of Starlog magazine in the 80s. Like, I didn't even know what it was. It wasn't really playing. Um, I grew up in New Jersey in the 80s-ish around there. I won't date myself too much, but... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I never watched it. I, I think it might have been on PBS here and there, and it was weird and low budget. And I was a little kid, and I didn't. I don't know why that didn't appeal to me, since Sid and Marty Croft was weird and low budget. Um, but um, it wasn't all that accessible. Um, so I didn't even know there were other actors that played Doctor Who until I was. I don't even know when I found that out. Actually, I don't have a memory of that. I, it was just Tom Baker. Um, and then when the new Doctor Who came out in 2005, it looked interesting, um, but I still hadn't watched it. It wasn't until 2013 
when uh, I, I think it came on Netflix or maybe I I rented I don't know and anyhow so I um, I was like what is this uh, maybe I'll finally get around to watching that Doctor Who because it actually looks kind of cool now I like that look leather jacket and he looks pretty cool and uh, then I was hooked and then I just I probably I binged the whole thing and then just kept going and and so I have a similar story as as yours where when I first was introduced to Doctor Who it was about 2010 I think Matt Smith was in his era at the time because my first companions that I actually got to see live were the Pawns, and it was the season where they were about to leave the show and so that's when I kind of came into Doctor Who but I remember you know my my significant other and my kid were binge watching this show and I would see the special effects and I was like this is so cheesy why are you watching this weird show what's wrong with you guys but they were just like sitting there glued to tv I'm like why are you guys so into this show and i sat down and i watched matt smith's very first episode and then i just lost it like i it had all my heart and you know i started with matt smith and i finished like that era with the pawns and then i went back and watched 9 10 11 and i've seen a little bit of classic who but that's about it but like it literally took just me sitting down for one episode of matt smith and i was like oh oh this is what i love now (laughs) this is everything but so i'm relatively new to doctor who but i went in very hardcore it had to be around 2010 or 2011 because my my youngest child now is eight and he was an infant then because I remember I would watch it while I'd be like carrying him around the house and he would be a toddler and he'd have his little plushy like uh, TARDIS so every time like the opening sequence would start and you know it's doing he would put his TARDIS in front of the TV and pretend to fly it through the vortex you know so uh, my kid was definitely really young so it had to be about six seven years ago so maybe eight years ago he was pretty tiny then um, what has been so far here at Gallifrey One the highlight? And I know we're only on day two, but what's been some of the coolest stuff you've seen so far? Uh, I think because we're we're doing the uh, modern show for our podcast, so it was good to see the some of the crew production crew. We went to the Tales from the Backlot panel yesterday, so that was nice to see, uh, hear them, like Tracy Simpson and a, a couple of others were there just giving their stories on the era where we're covering right now but um, maybe the highlight for me yesterday was the Pearl Mackey interview she was just very charismatic her stage presence is amazing she looked great and she was great with the audience yeah I'll say the same Pearl's uh, panel was just charming and uh, it was very cool though to hear uh, and see the some of the first-hand crew who make the show, the DP and camera people and uh, LPs, just the, hear them just talk about uh, some of the intricacies of making the show and the difficulties and and the camaraderie you could sense with them on stage, uh, on stage, on, on, on the, uh, whatever, on the dais, on the platform, um, that you could tell they work with each other every day. They were, like, elbowing each other and giving each other looks, and they were obviously referencing... They would look at each other like, you want to tell this or me? And uh, I, I get a real kick out of that. I like the collaborative effort of, of filmmaking. And then um, uh, the cosplay and then, you know, 
we saw Peter Davidson just walking down the hallway. We walked by, and we didn't get to go to his panel because we wanted to go to the filmmaking panel. Um, but just, yeah, and it's just seeing how everyone here is such, uh, it's so focused on this one thing as opposed to cons in general where every now and then you'll see someone who's a Who fan. Uh, real quick, you, you reminded me of that panel with the producers and the crew because um, the panel before that was this uh, net woman working for NASA and she could project. So I think they turned down all the mics so that by the time the panel for the Tales from the Backlot was on, we couldn't hear them. The people in the back couldn't hear them. They're like, turn it up, speak into the mic. And they're like, the mic's not on. So me, as an executive producer, my mind was like, the mics are turned down low. So I just went over to the console, turned them all up, <laughs> and then we could hear everybody again. <laughs> Look at you saving the day. That could have been two or three panels where people didn't know what was going on, but you, you saved the day. That's amazing. Um, and so I'm assuming that if some people want to... Oh, there's Toast and Cole walking by. Like, it's no big deal. This is Gallifrey One, you guys. Toast and Cole just, like, walked by. <laughs> the other day at the uh, ice cream social, the Fifth Doctor was just hanging out there with everybody, like, you know, having ice cream. It was really cool. When, um, we came, when we were leaving last night, uh, we didn't stay here at the hotel, but as we were walking by, all the production, a few of the production crew from the show were chatting with people over drinks just at the bar here. John Davey, who's one of the actors who plays all the monsters and everything, he was down here in the lobby as well, just hanging out with fans, you know, drinking, having a good time, just being lovely to everybody. And I think that's what makes Gallifrey One so special is that everybody here feels comfortable, whether you're like the production crew, an actor, or, or anybody, they're just kind of like hanging out. We're all here for the same thing. And, you know, it's, it's really nice to just see it because you won't see that at a con like a bigger con if you San Diego Comic Con so they're flanked with security like there's there's a lot going on and so that's what makes uh, Gallifrey one in my opinion so nice um, but anyways back to where we were saying <laughs> I'm assuming that what you guys did this weekend here at Gallifrey one will be something that you'll talk about on your podcast when you get home so what can people kind of like expect to listen to or hear in the future so anybody who's tuning in as of now type of thing well this year this is our second year at Gallifrey One so we have a more I guess planned um, uh, attack pattern <laughs> so some of us will go to one panel some of us will go to a different panel it's not everyone at the same panel so we're going to try to cover more of Gallifrey One's panels than we did last year and then um, we're just trying to also just take photos with some cosplay and some props and like the dough. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll 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 recap what we've done, but just uh, in in our podcast in general, we're covering Matt Smith's second season, so we're looking forward into that. Awesome. So, where can people find your podcast? Where can they listen? Where can they tune in? Uh, we're on iTunes. It's Who Knew Podcast. Uh, N-E-W, not K-N-E-W. And we're also on Stitcher, Google Play Music, uh, YouTube. I think that's it. If you actually, we don't have a big enough audience yet for if you type in Who Knew Podcast for, into YouTube for us to show up. 
So, the best place to start if uh, if you're a little confused on where to find us is to go to our website at whoknewpodcast.com. And we have our links to everything there. And, and the links to YouTube as well and stuff like that. Are we all caught up on the YouTube videos? We're not caught up, but if you haven't listened to us yet, uh, we will catch up by the time you catch up <laughs> on, on YouTube. And, oh, so you also may want to know that uh, the latest episode that is airing is uh, uh, about what episode? Well, by the time this airs, it might be... We did the Death Death of the Doctor episode in Sarah Jane Adventures Season 4. That's another thing about our podcast. We're not just recapping um, Doctor Who proper. Uh, we've been, done some Sarah Jane Chronicles. We've done some ancillary animated things that have been done. Whether they should have been done or not, that remains to be seen. Um, we, we interviewed um, Paul and Matthew. Uh, Matthew wrote the Doctor Who TV movie. That was my first introduction into Doctor Who. Yeah, and we've also done classic episodes and how they tie in with uh, the modern run that we're doing, like um, when the, the Cybermen first appeared, we did Tomb of the Cybermen. That was one of their classic episodes. And then when Sarah Jane appeared on School Reunion, we did her first appearance with the third Doctor in The Time Warrior. So yes, that's another thing I failed to mention. We, we do a number of classic Who's as well, which we call A Quick Trip in the TARDIS. Um, which has been nice because that's really introduced me to a lot of the Doctor Who past that I mentioned to you earlier, like I was just totally unfamiliar with. And, um, yeah. Excellent. And if people want to follow up with you guys online, on social media, or anything like that, where can they find you? Uh, you can you can go to my Instagram at Josh DBCK. That's also my Twitter. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, I just follow the Who New podcast on anything like Instagram, face. We have a Facebook page. There's a Twitter account as well, and that's really all the social media I do. Also, I do have a main website for myself as an artist. It, the The writer of the TV movie was Matthew Jacobs for editing for editing <laughs> perfect well thank you guys so much for taking the time this morning to talk to us and to like tell us about your podcast and uh, I hope you have an excellent rest of your time here at Galley hopefully we'll last thank you for having us please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Temple of Geek and remember to visit templeofgeek.com, your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.